Adelante with Arlene. Let me inspire you. Welcome. You're tuned into Adelante with Arlene, and I am your host, Arlene. Have you ever heard these words? The truth will set you free. I think we have all heard this at one time or another, haven't we? I'm sure you've heard it so many times. The truth of the matter is, I too, of course, have said the truth will set you free. But did you know that the scripture says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free? Let's get started. So today I want to talk about that truth and what happens when you encounter that truth. What happens when we have an encounter with God? Most of the time, it's not what we expected. When we have an encounter with God, it's not even the timing that we expected. Each one of us Christians can tell you that we've had a very individual process to get to that encounter with God. Now, hear me out. It's not because the Lord doesn't want us to get to know him and then we will be set free. No, it's because we had blinders on. Let's be for real. We've heard that before, blinders on. I can speak and tell you clearly, there cannot be not one person that before they became a Christian and finally did have an encounter with God, would not tell you that the blinders, as the Bible says, the scales came off the eyes of the human being, of us. Those, those things that blinded us, those things that we were focused on and distracted us, those things that could not let us see the truth that would set us free. So most of the time, when we have an encounter with God, it's not what we thought it would be, not even the timing, not maybe not even in the place. That's right. You see, there was a Sumerian woman. That woman that you might have heard, okay, that was at the well when Jesus went to the well. Now, keep in mind that during this time, you know, during the, this time where this was written, people would go to the well early in the morning or later in the evening where the sun was not pouncing so they can go get the water. But this Samaritan woman, did not go in the early morning and did not go in the early on the late evening. Instead, she was there when the sun was scorching. And whom did she have an encounter with? Jesus. Now, why was she there during a different time? Well, this Samaritan woman, okay, was a very sinful woman. And I don't even know to say that today and to even say it then as she was being considered is really so judgmental because she was not the only one that was sinful. But we're talking about certain times or certain things and certain things were expected of her and especially as a woman. But yet, you know, the Bible also tells us not to cast the first stone because before, you know, before you go and judge somebody, you need to take out that plank from your eye. That's what the word of God says. There's many different translations, but I love it. Take the speck out of your own eye. But let's get back to that Samaritan woman. So she knew in her heart that she wasn't living appropriately and therefore she was considered an uncomfortable 
unclean woman. So she would not go during the time where so many people were there in the morning early not to feel the sun scorching on them to get their water or not there uh, in the evening where the sun was come, going down and it was cooler. No, she was there in the hottest time of the day because the Jews did not associate with Samaritans. I'm going to read what the word says. The word of God says, Jesus talks with the Samaritan woman. In verse 4 in the book of John, Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees has heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town, a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of the ground Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well, and it was about noon. I don't know about you, but here in Florida, it gets hotter and hotter, noon onward. It gets so hot, and I'm in my living room, even with the air condition, that I have to close the blinds. Now, when the Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I, I, I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? See, Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Because it wasn't just because she was unclean, because there was more to her story. It was also because she wasn't of the same tribe, same Hmm. race per se they, as someone else, the Jews? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Now he's talking about the water in the well, but whoever drinks the water that I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, sir, Give me this water that I won't get thirsty and I won't have to come here and draw any more water. Now, she was talking about natural water because, again, the scales were not yet off her eyes. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is you have five husbands. And the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Lesson number one. Her encounter. That Samaritan woman's encounter. When she asked for that water, when she asked for that water that she would no longer thirst, she was speaking in the natural. But when she asked the mighty Jesus, he already answered it when he took the scales in her eyes and already set her free from the lies that she had been living in the deception. What do I mean by that? She replied that she did not have a husband. She could have replied anything else. She was already speaking the truth. Jesus said to her, remember you're, you're right. You have no husband. The facts, fact is that you have five and that the man that you're with isn't even your husband. Mm -hmm. And she said, sir, I can see that you're a prophet. 
Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but the Jews claimed that place where we must worship in Jerusalem. And the Lord said later on that scripture, there will come a time, there will come a time that all will worship me in spirit and in truth, his truth. So many times we say, and the truth will set us free. But what uh, truth are we speaking about? The one in which we have been influenced by the world to believe is truth? Because it is the common consensus that it is truth? Is it based upon our own carnal experiences that make it truth? Or is it Based upon, then you will know and you will be set free by his truth. So when we use that statement, we need to be a little careful, that scripture, because it says then, then. To say then, that means something had to have happened before they were set free. Before we're set free. There had to be something. And you know what that something is, what I'm talking about right now? An encounter with the Lord Jesus. Key point to remember, God longs to reveal himself, especially during times of personal change and cultural upheaval. Key point number one, God wants to reveal himself, even in our tough times, even during the struggles that we're having, even when there's all this uproar that's going on about she, she was a Samaritan, they, he was a Jew. Even then, God still in the midst of this chaos wants to reveal himself. Then you will know and the truth will set you free. A God encounter happens not necessarily in the timing that we have wanted it. But if we do seek him and look for him, it will come and it will happen. And when it does, those layers, those blinders, those scales will start coming down and we shall see then the truth and the truth will set us free. You see, God encounters, number two, give us clarity and it fills us with his presence. Paul touches us. Paul in the Bible. We've heard of the masked road and he was Saul and he was transformed and converted into Paul. How does that happen? Well, Saul, which is that later known as Paul, was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. I'm reading from the word. He went to the high priest and asked for letters from the synagogue of Damascus so that he found any who were of the way whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. He got permission. He got a warrant per se to go ahead, go out there on the way to Damascus, go over there and do what? Bind up and imprison those who followed the Lord God Almighty, Jesus. See, but as Saul, as he was called then, had journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly, suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And what happened in that encounter? He fell to the ground. Now, hear me out. Paul, in this case, was not looking for that encounter. Then you will know and the truth will set you free. He didn't know nothing. All he knew in his intellect because he was very intellectual, very well studied, very intelligent. Let's say he was Princeton and Harvard of what it is today. That's what he had, that and more. He was set out to be the hero, to get rid of these, these 
worshipers of Jesus, these followers of Jesus, he had a plan in his flesh, in his blindness to do what? To go and bound and imprison those that were following Jesus. But what happened to him? He had an encounter, an encounter with, with the, the spirit of the Lord. And what happened? I said, the suddenly the word says the light shone around him from heaven. Father God. Then he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. And it is hard for you to kick against the goats. Jesus from the heavens. Jesus showed himself to him. Even this murderer, this man who was killing Christians, Jesus still showed himself to him. And not because he was asking, but because God had a plan for him. So if you're in a situation right now where you say, Jesus is not going to listen to me, or you're not looking for Jesus, I would say, don't wait until you have a big experience or something horrendous happen in your life. You see, because he got blinded for a few days. I don't remember how many days, but he got blinded, blinded, physically blinded. He got physically blinded. You see, when Paul had that experience, he started trembling. He was astonished. He said, what, 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 what do you want me to do? Oh. Then the Lord said to him, arise and go to the city and you will be told what you must do. And he was, by one of God's chosen prophets, told him what to do. And when Paul was willing to listen to the Lord God Almighty, he got his sight again. But this time his sight wasn't one that was just in the natural. It went beyond and could see in the spiritual. He was transformed and no longer was he Saul, but now he was named Paul by God, in which he identified with the new name that he had been given. Now, does it mean you have to have a new name? But the word of God does say that old things will be passed away. Behold, a new life will begin. When we give our hearts to him. So Paul had an encounter and that encounter brought clarity and it filled him and he felt the presence of God. So sometimes you'll be at the right place at the right time, say the right prayer and be seeking God. And you don't know what is going to happen, but he shows up and the scales start coming off your eyes and truth starts happening. Or sometimes you're not even looking and God in his mercy and his grace, like he did with Paul, even as Paul was a murderer, you are then forgiven by God. You repent and turn from your wicked ways and God will show himself to you and use you forevermore for his glory. Within God encounters, God reveals his spirit. He shows us our weaknesses. He shows us our sinful nature, ways our inadequacies, and he leads us into repentance. Key point to remember, the word of God says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
See, God's encounters clarifies our calling. And when he calls us to do something as he did to Paul, then it demands a response. You see, because you can't come before God, have an encounter and stay the same. You won't be. What do you mean? You come to the Lord and you accept him as Lord and Savior. You may know nothing much about what the word of God says. You just know something happened. You hear in your heart, I'm speaking to you. You feel a tug by the power of his Holy Spirit telling you don't go that way and turning you into the right direction forward, a seguir adelante towards him and what he wants. And do you know what happens? No matter if you try to resist it, try to go the opposite way and you might because you, you right you have will self-will you can do that i assure you that once you've had an encounter with god he won't let you alone you will have this tugging this gnawing at you from the holy spirit trying to let you know well not trying letting you know that you need to straighten up and keep going forward towards god and leave those things that have weighed your life down behind you your life will never be the same. When we're called to repentance, it is an invitation to absolutely surrender ourselves to God and to his purpose, to keep moving forward, to seguir adelante, keep it moving, keep it moving. Now, it doesn't mean that as we keep moving, we're not gonna make mistakes and trip here and trip there because when we are baby Christians, as we are called, when we come to the Lord, we are, well, should be hungry to know more, but are still got a lot of residue from our past. And all this can only be cleared out a step at a time, a day at a time, as we continue to immerse ourselves in his word, go to church, listen to his word, study his word, and his Holy Spirit and those that are older around us, that have been in the faith longer, that have deposited into our lives, we are able to see things now clearer by his Holy Spirit, for the Holy Spirit is the lamp onto our feet, and we can see clearer, and, and he reveals, the Holy Spirit reveals what the word of God is saying to us. It's only then that we understand how we are to grow, but we have to surrender as we continue to go on that road so that we can fulfill his purpose in our lives. It means that we will turn to God and now we will live in constant awareness of who he is. He, Jesus, called us radically and said, unless we repent, we will perish. He said this in Luke 13, 3. Isaiah even said in the book, when he had an encounter with Father God, he, he said, whoa, woe is me of unclean lips. What I mean and what I'm saying is that when we have an encounter with God, it is life-changing. And it will also define a call in our lives. Now, when I say a call, I don't mean everybody's a preacher. Everybody's a teacher. I don't mean any of that. I don't mean the offices, as the Bible says. I don't mean that. What I mean is that each one of us has a purpose in this world. Do you know what your purpose is? Look, you could be working a regular job. You have a purpose. It is not just to have a paycheck. It is to be attuned to the Spirit of God to know where he wants to use you to help another person. Act of kindness, a prayer. I'll tell you guys a story. I think it was in about 2006 or so. I was working in an office, a doctor's office, which I loved working for this man. He was a Jewish man. I worked for many, as a matter of fact, every doctor I worked for was Jewish practically. And I just love them. 
they respected my Christianity as they knew. And I respected their uh, being Jewish. They were very respectful towards me. I was very respectful towards them. But I would have been anyway because my job is to be done unto God, right? That's what the Bible says. For the first time in my life, I would say I was able to minister to such a vast amount of people at work. I mean, I did it in ministry and elsewhere, but at work in New York City. The kindness that God gave me for each individual lady that worked there, and it was a big associate. We had the whole floor of doctors. They would come to me and say, can you pray for me? And when my boss was not in his office that day, I'd take him into the room and I'd quickly pray for their prayer request with them. I had a DHL delivery guy that was not my delivery guy. He was the delivery guy of the girls in the front, but I would see when he would come because I can kind of go like this and I would see the front very easily from my desk. And he decided to come and visit me and sit and talk. And we became really good friends. And immediately I let him know that I was a Christian woman. I closed the door on any possibility of relationship that I was not looking for. And he started opening up with me about him being backslidden and his mother being a woman of God and the church he went to. And then I realized I knew people at the church of, and down in the Lower East Side. And, and, you know, I was from the Bronx in New York, you know, and he was from the Lower East Side. Well, long story short, by the end of the, the whole duration of me working there, the years, two, three years, he gave his heart back to the Lord. And when I needed somewhere to live, when I was back and forth from New York City and Florida, and I had um, stopped working in, in New York, he opened his home to me. When I didn't have, he helped me. I had a call, and the call was to let others know about him. So then they would know. And the truth would set them free. So today, as I have done this video, and I've gotten sometimes a little shorter on my videos, less, I haven't been feeling good. I've been going through a lot physically, and I have a lot going on that's putting me in a little oh, despair sometimes. I have to yet go to another doctor, another test for swelling I found on the back of my on my back and my ribs but I felt I needed to get cute for you as best as I could forgive me I mean cute I mean like get dressed up and and you know put makeup on and all that not have a pajama day because it's so important for me to tell you that the truth will set you free is not founded on our truth it's not grounded in our opinions or life experiences the truth that will set us free is not grounded or based upon what social media says, what entertainment says, what your favorite actor says. The truth, the then you will know truth, is the truth of the word of God and what God says. And the only way to know that truth is to have an encounter with God. Accept them as your Lord and Savior and allow him through his word and through the power of his Holy Spirit reveal to you the truth. And let me explain, we must study that word because we can very easily take it out of context, Christian or non-Christian. And believe me, there's so many that have. 
Till this day, I still am a student of the word of God. And while I have said so many times the truth will set you free, I never realized that saying that I needed to add the rest so that others would understand better that it isn't just what people say, my truth, because that isn't my truth. It's God's truth that will set you and I free and that has set me free. But before that scripture, it starts and says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So I welcome today. I will open this up today right now and say, open your hearts to the Lord Jesus right now, wherever you're at. Show that then, then after that experience that you're going to have, that then, that moment of confessing how much you need them, that's when you're going to have your Damascus experience as Paul did. And that experience as the woman in the well, and that experience Isaiah had when you realize, woe is he that was of unclean lips. And that experience that I had when I asked for help and said, if there was a God out there, show yourself to me. Each one of us has an encounter with God if we open our hearts and ask God in. You might say, what's next? What's next is that you get into his word Continue to pray so that the Lord himself, by the power of his spirit and his word, will reveal to you, as he has done for me and continues, what he wants for us to do. We must first repent and we must turn away from those things that we're accustomed to. It will You can't jump, I understand. It's a process. But the process should start today. Because we are being bombarded with so much around us and so many people are not able to handle what's going on around us and they become angry, violent, uh, rebellious. And this pandemic, it has killed many people. Don't get, of course, I, I understand that. I believe that it's also become another pandemic and it's the pandemic of people killing people even more. Humanity, because we want to rebel. We want to say, I got vaccinated, but I'm not, or, or I'm not going to be vaccinated. I wear a mask. And the other one says, I won't wear a mask. All this has become more of a pandemic and we are just hurting each other more and more and more. So I ask today that you welcome the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you will learn what his truth is, what his truth is. His truth is not politics. His truth is his word, his promises and what he says that are yes and amen. It's only through the power of his Holy Spirit when you welcome him into your heart and say, Lord, I'm here. I need you. Please help me. I need you. I confess that I'm a mess in so many areas of my life. I need you. Please show yourself to me. It's only then that you will have the true encounter that says, the word of God says, then you will know. And the truth, the truth of God will set you free. I hope that anything I said today has blessed you, that in any way has touched you, made you think, or made you kind of uncomfortable, so that you may seek him, so that he, then, then you will know, and you will be set free. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel, Adelante with Arlene. So I love you all. God bless you. And what do I say at the end of every video and every podcast? Sigue adelante next time.
Thank you for tuning in to Adelante with Arlene.